What a great Super Bowl that was. We're here to talk about it. JNC in the evening. We're back with another diagnostic of the Super Bowl. Plus, we're going to go over the new MLB rule changes. Caleb, I just want to ask, what do you think was better? All right, what do you think was better? Uh, Rihanna's halftime performances or the referee's performances? Man, Ooh. honestly, this is kind of controversial. Wasn't really a fan of Rihanna's halftime performance. Not going to lie. Really? Yeah. I thought it was, it was okay. I think... I don't think anything's going to top last year's Super Bowl halftime performance for me, honestly. Cause, was you know, that Dre, I grew up, Dre, Eminem? That's and, what I grew up on, yeah. yeah that was and hard. That was super, super hard. Honestly, Rihanna's got some bangers with, like, you know, Drake. She has a couple Drake songs, a couple features. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It was decent. The fact that she did that while she was pregnant, though, pretty impressive. Yeah, people, do Twitter's blowing up. That's the one thing that was popping off for on sure. Twitter. I saw something that said that Rihanna's halftime performance had more viewers than the actual super bowl itself yes that's yeah. actually true yeah that's a fact and i don't blame i don't blame them hey even though I mean, it was a they missed one of the greatest super bowls ever but yeah this was a pretty grand super bowl that was amazing so let's dive right into it. Do, it do you go back on your word saying the eagles were going to get exposed because they didn't get exposed they did i hope you know not that. get exposed no, they didn't. um you know on the herd where it's like where colin was right where colin was wrong this is where Caleb was wrong so yes. I apologize to all the Eagles fans out there I apologize to Jalen Hurts himself he had an amazing game um definitely proved me wrong and honestly I'm kind of glad he did because it was an awesome game why why were you making that statement in the first place I was making that statement because Jalen Hurts was injured and didn't seem to throw the ball particularly well against the 49ers how many yards did he throw throwing the Super Bowl <sighs> Come on, you should know this. Off the top of my head, he threw for 300 yards and didn't yeah. he have the most rushing yards for a quarterback or yeah. is it most rushing touchdowns? Uh, rushing touchdowns. Yeah, in Super Bowl history. I think as a quarterback. quarterback. For a quarterback, yeah. yes. Which, needless to say, that's very impressive. He could throw the ball. He can sling it. Sling that, John. He can sling it and obviously he's very good on his feet. I mean, he's kind of what Baltimore Ravens fans hoped Lamar would be. And they hope that he would get him a Super Bowl, which obviously hasn't happened yet. So, who I didn't, I, I mean, the Eagles and Nick Sirianni had a great run. There's no doubt about it. They'll be back in that position again. For sure, I agree with that 100. I saw an interesting thing on uh, can't remember which sports media it was, but um, I saw some analysts say that Jalen Hurts was a better quarterback in the Super Bowl despite the loss. What do you think about that? Ooh, that's a good point. So if we pull up their stats for the Super Bowl, we'll go we'll look at it hand in hand. That's a tough that's a tough take because I thought Patrick Mahomes performed really well. He did perform very well. Clutch factor. Yes, clutch factor and also just the fact that he had zero turnovers is kind of one of the biggest difference makers in that game. That fumble was a huge momentum oh, yeah, for Kansas City. Oh yeah, that was big City. time. Big which time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> which yeah, which I mean, um, I don't know. Can't really do that much on a fumble like that. But this is why. I mean, yes, statistically looking, Jalen Hurts had a better game. But this is why I am saying that Patrick Mahomes had a better game. Uh they scored on every offensive possession in the second half. Do you when know it matters how the most. hard that is to do? 
He I also, mean, I was doing that in flag football <laughs> when we were playing easy teams, and I was like, this is crazy what I'm doing. The fact, <laughs> the fact that he did it in the NFL on the biggest stage is unbelievable. Are you the Patrick Mahomes of Biola Intramural football, you think? I want to be called the Justin Fields of, of okay. Biola football. Okay, I like that. I also agree that Patrick Mahomes played better. Um, he had one incompletion in the second half on a throwaway pass. And yeah. that pretty much tells you the he story. He went 21 for 27 in the entire game. That pretty much tells you the story of the game. And granted, Jalen Hurts does have a better stat sheet. The, just the simple fact that Patrick Mahomes had zero turnovers and threw for nearly a perfect completion percentage in the second half is the entire reason that they came back and won the Super Bowl. Not to mention the intangible fact that's not on the stat sheet that he came back injured and led his team to the Super Bowl. So. Mahomes was statistically more efficient. 100%. You can yeah. look at the yardage. Oh, he threw for didn't even throw for 200 yards. Didn't he matter. threw in those 182 182 yards and those that's a 90% complete ration off the top of my head. That's maybe a little less up for my math guys out there. Maybe Good enough to win Super Bowl MVP yeah. that's for dang sure. In those tw- in those six com- in those six incompletions and the 21 completions he threw for three touchdowns. Jalen didn't even throw for two. He rushed two, of course, but that's his game. But he threw for three touchdowns with 182 yards. That's efficient right there. I saw an interesting segment that was talking about if Patrick Mahomes can catch up to Tom Brady with the trend that he's going on right now. What do you think about that? No, 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 because Tom Brady just set the bar so freaking high. Yeah, seven Super Bowls is hard to beat. But at the same time, Patrick Mahomes is ahead of Tom Brady was at the same exact age. That's true, but it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Very, that's very true. But it does seem to be trending in I winning. Don't think so. so far, he's winning a Super Bowl every other year. I think you look at the other competition in the AFC and the NFC, and there's just no reason that there's no one should catch him at seven. I think he'll get. I'll, I think Holmes will maybe get two more. The strength of the AFC is definitely super evident, obviously, and that was also shown by the fact that Kansas City wasn't really in Super Bowl talks, per se, at the beginning of the season and even in the middle of the season. No, they weren't, and everybody was overreacting when they lost Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Your boy said it here, like, hey, it's it's whoever's at quarterback. It's Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. They're going to be just fine. 100%. And Travis Kelsey was letting everyone know. Yeah, the Super Bowl parade, that's what I'm saying. So. I don't get – I mean, when I saw that, when I saw Kelsey, it was like, oh, everybody counted the Chiefs out. No. That's not true. You're just saying that, like, because you're an underdog. You were never – I don't think they are ever an underdog. I honestly agree with that, and I also think that the Chiefs, even though they weren't talked about heavily, per se, I just think that they never left the conversation. No. I think did. the conversation was the Bills. I think the conversation was obviously the Bengals. The conversation was those, honestly, pretty heavily the Bills – but I think those teams just excited a lot of people, especially when the Bills came out and blew the Rams out in week one, the defending Super Bowl champions. And I think that that totally just entered the Bills into the conversation and they had all the hype. And with the tragedy that, you know, happened to DeMar, I'm not a tragedy, I guess, because he survived. But still, like that yeah. incident that happened with Lamar, with DeMar, um, I think that just really put a lot of hype train behind the Bills for sure. And also the Dolphins were pretty heavily in talks for a little bit there until, you know, yeah. until Tua got injured and Skylar Thompson was starting against the Bills in the playoffs. But 
yeah, I would just all that to say that I just think the Chiefs never left the conversation. But obviously, you know, in sports, everyone wants the underdog to win. Everyone wants to see the top dog fail. So I think that's just kind of the reason behind that. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, seeing the underdog is cool. But it's people want like an underdog versus an underdog. For sure. An underdog, like a low seed versus a low seed. Yeah. In realism, those are some of the worst games. Yeah, that's that's very true. And those are some of the worst games. That's very I true. cannot remember a good underdog versus underdog game. Because frankly, there has not been quite many. Yeah. There hasn't been us- a lot. That usually doesn't happen as much. It's usually a David versus Goliath, a small seed versus a big seed, and it's cool to see that small seed win. Those are the games that are exciting. Where that's where that six seed, that Philadelphia Phillies team gets to the World Series or no one expected, and they take on the Astros in six in five to six games. Very true. Also, obviously this game lived up to the hype. I mean, two of the, yeah. the number one seeds going head to head and it was an instant Super Bowl classic. If you're telling me you want to see two underdog teams in a low scoring game versus a high seed Chiefs, a high seed Eagles throwing haymakers at each other half to half. There's no question you want the number one seeds in there. Haymakers is a great adjective to describe that game because that is definitely they were what it trading was. blows it was left two, and right. Two heavyweights going at it, trading haymakers, like you said. It was a great game of two offensive juggernauts for oh sure. Oh my gosh, yes. And I frankly thought that the Eagles were going to win just because they had the better defense. At halftime, I was like, yeah. I was replaying my TikTok and I was like, no. I was yeah. like, I'm going to get it. The Eagles aren't going to get exposed. I'm going to get exposed. (laughs) Welcome to the life, man. Welcome to... I guess that's part of it, huh? The mid-major podcast. (laughs) That's part of it, I guess. But yeah, it was a... I I thought the Eagles were going... I don't care what the score is at the halftime. Halftime means nothing. That's true, but also Patrick Mahomes was in the locker room getting treated and we didn't know if he was going to come back for the second half at that point. Too. Oh, I a hundred percent knew he was going to come it? back. Yeah, dude probably set the most the the Super Bowl record for most drugs taken at a half in the <laughs> halftime. Dude most, had co- most a cortisone shots. shot yeah. after another. Yeah. There was no. He probably can't walk now. Well, at he least probably he took has... another one for that Super Bowl plus Super Bowl <laughs> parade. Yeah, yeah, Super Bowl parade. Yeah, I mean, hey, he's got a long time till he has to suit up again. So. He does. Who are your favorites going into next year? Oh, the way too early picks? Yes. I'm definitely putting my 49ers up there. They just have to be. I for sure think so. If they're healthy at quarterback, I think it's really hard to stop that, to, you know, get past that defense. Hopefully the offense can pick up some slack from the NFC Championship game and everyone comes back healthy in terms of Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. I think they would be my favorite for the NFC and it's it's really hard not to say that Kansas City's not going to I agree. There. I agree. It's going to be those I mean, I hate how you put 49ers and I feel like the 49ers have a healthy QB has never been uttered in week 16 and 17 and it's, week 1. It's been rough, bro, ever since You guys it sucks think. that it is year 3 and you guys have no idea what Trey Lance is like. It's, it's you guys. You guys are in a Packers situation where you have no idea if you busted on a pick or you boomed. Yeah, it's it's tragic to say the least. I mean, the fact that we have Brock Purdy though is a little bit of reassurance that everything's gonna yeah. be fine just in case. But um, yeah, I think 
yeah, it's tough. I think that Trey Lance has a lot to prove, obviously, and uh, hopefully he can stay healthy and, um, you know, get on the field next year. I agree. It's um, it's tough to see a great a star quarterback go down like that, but sure. the question is how well is he going to perform? Yeah, that's yet to be seen. And it, it is. Who knows if he can even outperform Brock Purdy, you know? We have two – the good news is we have two very young quarterbacks who are going to compete for that starting spot – and uh, one has honestly proven himself pretty decently, and the other one has a lot of potential and has a higher ceiling than Brock Purdy, obviously. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be a great quarterback competition, and that's always really good for a team. So What was Trey Lance's injury? It was an ankle? Ankle, yeah. Ankle. I, I think you go Trey Lance starting into the year. I think so, too. And also depends on how Brock Purdy recovers as well because he has to get— It's uh, a UCL injury. It's like the biggest thing— throwing the football i don't know what kind of black magic josh allen was on to <laughs> have him where he could throw the football yeah but a ucl injury is bad for sure it's one step down from tommy Wan. yeah <laughs> for sure but but at least at least he's not a major league pitcher obviously and you know i don't think he ever really had a ton of velocity on the football anyways so we'll see what happens. Major league picture, pitchers throw a lot more balls than oh, for sure. NFL players, but the ball's heavier for the NFL players. It is heavier. It's also a little bit. It's obviously a different throwing motion too. So I mean, here and there, I get. I it's the same. Th I feel like based on Tom House's theory, it's the same throwing motion. Tom House, that dude's a legend. Yeah, yeah. he coached Nolan Ryan, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Yeah. You're not telling me that those are the one of the be those the best three athletes no. in their games. For sure. It's yeah. a for people who don't for people who don't say it's the same throwing motion, it is. It 100% is the same throwing motion. It has proven to be healthier, a shorter arm path and quicker and you throw harder and you have a lot longer career. It's in the science. My little league coaches Always got so mad when you'd short arm the ball. Stop short arming it. Stop short. being a T-Rex. Extend. You know, Reach all the way back and fire okay. it. In. Here's the thing about... I was having this discussion with my roommates. It's different for everybody. Yeah. 100% different for everybody. There's people who have a better arm arm path when it's long. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the... T.O. Oh, okay. Three, two, one. Um, Jordan Hicks. Mm. He had he on the he's a reliever for the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, threw a. I guarantee you, he was a hundred one to a hundred three. You know who else shorts? Low ninety nine. You know who else shorts on the ball and it throws really hard is Joe Kelly too. Yeah. And he's a small dude too, and he just has so much velocity yeah. on his fastball. Here's the thing about Jordan Hicks. Hicks was in a short arm path, mm. quickly doing it. Um, he got Tommy John, went to a long arm path. It's different for everybody. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm right. It's different because it's the way I do it or it's yeah. the way the greats do it. Yeah. It's whatever is natural. Yeah. If you have a bad arm path when you're long, clean it up. Short. You short arm path. There's a pocket path. Yeah. If you have a bad arm path when it's short, you're just stiff and you're trying to be Lucas Gilita. Don't try <laughs> to be him. There's two. There are very few pitchers that. This was a good segue over from football to baseball. I was by gonna the way. say that there are very few pitchers you should try to replicate. Two of them now come to mind. One of them was originally. One of them is Jacob Degrom. Mm. You should not try to replicate him. Yeah, I will take that to the grave. 
No one is like that man. Oh, he's also injured a lot too. That's what I'm saying. He is yeah. so hyper flexible. He's like Fernando Tatis. He just yeah. is so flexible and has so much explosiveness. Yeah. His body can't take it. Yeah. Little league pitchers and high school pitchers should not replicate Jacob DeGrom. No, for sure. They shouldn't replicate Le- Lucas Giolito, too. It's, I mean, it's unreal that this guy, Giolito, is just like this and barely gets this extended. Yeah. And he throws 96 miles an hour. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, for pitching lessons, hit up my boy, yeah. Jeff Wilson. Perfect segue into baseball. Yeah. Let's get into the new rules for the MOB. They are a okay. First of all, I just want to clear up the pictures you are seeing right now on Twitter of the large bases of the bases being extremely large is false. They mm. are not that big. Fact Fake check news. your stuff. Yes, it is not that big. They are highly bigger than the normal size baseball. There's a smidge, not too much, maybe a maybe a few centimeters. That's how that's how big that they are. They're not that big. They're not the size. Of a double XL pancake you get at Denny's. <laughs> it's not happening. That's not it. Um, I am a fan of the bigger bases. Yeah. Let's talk about like what the three main ones are and then we'll get into each one individually. Yeah. All right, should we start? Let's start with the pitch timer. So the pitch timer, the intent of it is for less waiting time and for more action at during at bats. And the rule is that the pitch timer has 15 seconds with runners with nobody on and 20 with runners on. And the violations, depending on whether the batter or the pitcher commits the violation, is either a strike or a ball. This rule is bogus. You think this so? is bogus. This is trying to speed the game up. This is a terrible way to do it because some pitchers work slow. And also, they incorporated this in the NCAA, too. And minor it, leagues. Yeah. yeah. It everywhere. It messes with the pace of play and the flow and motion and the tempo of pitchers. I've seen a lot of comments that said the people that are putting these rules in don't actually like baseball. They probably didn't even play baseball. Very true. They just watched it. I mean, if these are businessmen, then obviously they're trying to appeal to the TikTok generation of everything being fast, fast, fast. Yeah. I don't like it whatsoever. It's not a big... I mean, because I was a pitcher in college, and it is not a cool rule to apply to because there are, I know guys who work fast. I know guys who work slow. I know guys who work in between. And if you are struggling out there on the mound, the last thing you want to do is get on there right after you threw a bad pitch. It's just another thing to think about and another thing to worry about. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens, like how, like exactly how much quicker it makes the game, you know? And honestly – from my perspective as a fan, I don't think people are going to – people who are actual fans of the game love baseball for the game that it is, and I've accepted it for what it is, you know? I don't think changing the speed of at-bats are going to bring in a multitude of new fans, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think – Because that's the fans want better pace of play and more balls in play action on the bases. Exactly. I guarantee you these are people who – don't watch the game and obviously i get that they're trying to bring in new fans but it's that's not the way there this is a terrible time to be a pitcher for sure and see these guys are obviously they're obviously like commissioners and businessmen who are just thinking about this from a revenue basis obviously trying to bring more fans in the game trying to 
because baseball is quote unquote a dying game or whatever, or it's not very popular uh, compared to basketball and football, which are very fast sports and very entertain entertaining and have big plays constantly. But I also think that the way that you're going to bring in new fans, especially in, like I said, the social media generation is better media coverage and let players be more creative and let players do like what Trevor Bauer's doing and have like free range over content, you know? Like we have guys like one guy who's a huge, amazing ambassador for the game of baseball upcoming is Disarm and his content is amazing. And basketball and football constantly have content like that, you know? Yes. And it brings in a lot of engagement. I don't think that these rule changes are going to bring the engagement that Major League Baseball thinks or maybe it's projected to think that it will. No, because people's attention spans are short and they don't want to watch an entire game of baseball. Exactly. It's and it's sad. And it's not going to matter if the at-bat is faster. If people just no. want – honestly, people want to see home runs. Casual fans want to see home runs. Casual fans want to see – big hits, amazing plays on defense. And I don't know what the data suggests, but I'm not sure exactly how the pitch counter relates to balls in play. Like I said, it's just a time, the worst time to be a pitcher. Like, I'm sorry, you're going to get shelled. It's it's going to happen. It's, it's a sucky. As a pitcher, it's terrible to think about how the odds are never in your favor, except that the only side time that they are is that you're going to get someone out seven of the ten times. The one rule change that does also, to add on to that, affect pitchers in a negative way and the entire defense in general is the shift restrictions. Honestly, I kind of am in favor of this rule. Why is that? Because how many times have you seen a left-handed hitter get up and smoke a one-hopper to the outfield right to the second baseman or third baseman, whoever's in shallow right field, and throw the guy out on a cherry hop to first base? When those are base hits for guys who are right-handed and hit a one-hopper to the outfielder in left field, you know? I have seen a ball get shot, a hundred, like a 99-plus exit velo ball get robbed and caught. All, you see it literally almost every single game. And this is honestly game. without the shift. This is just a ball gets hard hit and an outfielder makes a good play. I have also seen a ball, a dink and dunk right over the pitcher's head into that shallow part of the infield fall for a hit. Yeah. That is baseball. That is simply baseball. If you cannot adjust to the shift, then what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, how many times have you seen a left-handed hitter get up and there's nobody remotely around third base, and you're like, just bunt it down the line. That's a base hit every time. That's baseball, though. If you hit a ball hard right at a person, shift or not, that is baseball. You just got to tip your cap to them. I'm going to tell you um, a team that is – okay, so first of all, the shift, you can't go in the outfield and shift. You can shift all over the infield. Like you can move guys around like a little bit, but I don't think you can go. You can't have a guy and a rover at a right field position. Yeah, I think there's like a certain like proximity that you have to stay within. There's like in there's like imaginary lines or whatever. Yeah, I I watch a good amount of baseball in the regular season, and there is one team that's certainly going to get affected by this. Your Doyers. It's the Los Angeles Dodgers. They shift so much. I'm literally when I'm talking about this, I just picture like Justin Turner. In that sh- shallow right field yeah. position, Max Muncie over there, they shift. Re- they props to them for for dreaming up or making a good game plan. Mm-hmm. Now that's all going to go to waste because left-handed hitters can't do their job. Yeah, and another hitter that I feel like gets robbed a lot, former Los Angeles Dodger Cody Bellinger. So see, it goes both ways, you know. So. Name yes. So we've seen now Cody Bellinger 
for my extent, and Joey Gallo both complain about the shift. Mm-hmm. Joey Gallo had a little bit of switched opportunities on it. Yeah. Show me a guy that's a good left-handed hitter complain about the shift. I have not heard a Corey Seager complain about the shift. Anybody who goes oppo, Jose Ramirez, Ramirez. Francisco Lindor. I mean, granted, they're both switch hitters, but when they're hitting lefty, they're not complaining about the shift because they can spray balls in the exact opposite direction. Freddie Freeman. I don't think he's complaining about the shift. You can't shift him. And those switch hitters, they're hitting lefty majority of the time because most pitchers are right Yeah, exactly. There's no reason why you can't adjust. No reason. Obviously, I'm talking about this as a pitcher, and you can say all you want about my experience in pitching. Look, I have gone, I've gone screwed by the shift a lot, all right? Um, I'll tell you a story about my Juco days. Let's hear it. Yeah. Juco Jeff. Love these stories. So I'm up in Oregon, and um, I, I'll i tell you this bottom line. I got screwed by the shift. What happened? Simple as that. What happened? So I didn't agree with this shift. And when I talked to a couple <laughs> of the guys that are in the major leagues that I know, um, they were like, what the heck is this? <laughs> what is this? It's Juco, baby. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm a freshman. I get my, I get my first start. And... I throw t- I spot two fastballs up perfectly. And should I have thrown an off-speed pitch or bring him out? Yeah, but I throw another one. I throw another fastball. Leaks over the plate a little bit. And it gets hit into center field. Like, was it, it was, was a right-handed hitter or left-handed hitter? A right-handed hitter. hitter. It, was hard, it was hard hit right-handed. It was a hard hit ball, but it was going to be right at the center field. I turn around. There is no center fielder there. And let me explain the shift to you. All right? So, if a right-hander is up, we go into this shift where the right f- the center fielder goes to left center, basically covering that gap. The left fielder goes down the line, like literally on the line, the the foul the chalk line. He's he's puppy dogging that crap. All right? It's the same thing with the with the infielders too. They go this way, first baseman stays over there. It's vice versa righty. Center fielder goes to the right center. Right fielder covers the line. That's what happens. I saw it work maybe twice out of the times. We always did it in two strikes. That's insane. Always did it on two strikes just to kind of get out in front of the off speed. Or Your coach just anticipated he was going to pull the ball. Yes, and he yanked it dead center as he does on a fastball. It could go both ways, and I'm thinking about it now, but it's still like I turn around I'm like, all right, one down. Oh, there's no one there. Gosh. I'm like, you're joking me. He goes around for a triple. I was going to say, there's no way he didn't get anything less. Than after double. that, all hell broke loose. Bah, bah, bah. Hit after hit. Pulled after the second inning. Yeah, that happens. It happens. It's baseball. They adjust. I mean, you adjusted to the shift. <sighs> Simple as that. Yeah, man. That's and I'll, I'll give credit to that hitter. You know, me experience throws a fastball, and I'm going to blame my catcher on this too. <laughs> he knows who he is. Um, about, I mean, just because you spot up two good fastballs doesn't mean you need to throw it again. I had a pretty wicked curveball at that time. Was he late on your fastball, or what was the ideology behind that? He just because I spotted two up, and he took them both. Oh, he took them both. Thought we could throw it again. Where was that? Outside. It was two two outside perfectly. Yeah, and then this one, one to go again, a just bit. leaked over. I had a little bit of 
two-seam run naturally on my ball at the time because my arm angle was different back my freshman year. Yeah. And Squared it up just leaked over and yeah. center. I'm like, oh, nice, one out. Uh, I'll respect <laughs> a hard-hit ball. No. No. It's not a hard-hit ball. And he's on third base. Yeah, he's on third base. It is what it is, but Oy can't do anything about it. Let's get into our game of the day Okay. of the podcast. Guess that MOB player based on stats. All right, so basically the game is the game's going to give us a stat, and we basically have five minutes. We're going to try to do it in five minutes or less. Try to guess players in the history of Major League Baseball. If five? Well, I thought it was eight. We're going to do five. Oh, man. Between the both of us, we should do this in five minutes with our extensive baseball knowledge. Okay, you know? I'm going to pull it up on my computer right now. All right, it's up. So basically, stats. We named the player that did these stats. Let's see if we can do it. Let me know Are we going ready. down down the order? Down the order. If we can't guess it, then we can skip it. Okay. And I'll, I'll fill it in on my uh, phone. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. This player had at least 3,000 hits in his career. I'm going to go um, Ichiro. Oh, I got Pujols. Hits, hit more than 600 home runs in his career. Pujols. Stole for more than 600 bases in his career. Ricky Henderson? Well, yeah, but I don't think that's it. Yep. Yeah, it is. Played for at least 10 franchises in his career. 52 players have done this. 10 franchises. 10 franchises yeah. in his career? Yeah. This one was tough. I tried to do this one the other day. Let's see. Uh, 10 franchise. I'm try- Maybe Col- Bartolo. Try- oh, good looks. Nope. No? Nope. Oh, yes, yes. I had to spell it differently. Had at least 230 hits in a season. Had Ichiro. At least Ichiro. 200 hits. Ichiro, yep. Had 60 or more home runs in a season. Oh, Bonds. that's Bonds. Easy. Had at least 150 RBI in a season. Bonds again? Nope. 150 RBIs in a season? Yep. 23 players have done this. Try McGuire. Mark McGuire. Mig. Mick. Guire. I think that's how Mark. he spells his name. Mick Guire. You know how to spell it? Nope. M C G W I R E. Yeah, I did that. It's not it. Not it? Yeah. 150? Uh Jose Canseco? Nope. 150 RBIs? Derek Jeter. In one season. Yep. It's oh, him? No. Um let's move on. Skip. Walked at least 140 times in a season. Bonds. I'd go Bonds. Easy. Well. Had more than 20 triples in a season. Let's try Ichiro. I'd go Henderson as well. Henderson. Nope. Neither no? Neither he raked. He did rake. And he was fast. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. 20 tri- triples in a season. Yeah. Try uh, Carl Crawford. Just Ooh, to... Okay. Nope. No. Skip. Darn, this is hard. Stole more than 75 bases in a season. Try Henderson. Yep. Was caught stealing 30 or more times in a season. 16 players. I'm going to try Yachty or Molina. (laughs) No, 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 no. We're talking runners. I'm (laughs) I'm talking slow dudes. Go Henderson as well. Okay, Henderson. If you're stealing a lot, you got to get caught stealing. Hit four bombs in a game. Josh Hamilton. Oh, my gosh. I feel like you had that one on tap. Had 10 or more RBIs in a game. Brandon Crawford against Miami, 2013 or 14. Can't remember. Boo. Oh, wait. Maybe that's not it. That's not it. 10 or more RBIs in a game. Oh, gosh. Probably Josh Hamilton also, right? If he hit four bombs. No. 
So if there was someone who had that, try try Kemp. Nope. How about Kent? Jeff Kent. Nope. Shoot. Shoot. Let's get So five or more bases in one game. Uh try Billy Hamilton. Yep. Okay, there we go. Struck out struck out at least three thousand batters in his career. Randy um, Johnson. Yeah, I could, I'd go Randy or Pedro yep, Martinez. Yep. Walked at least 1,500 batters in his career. Nolan Ryan. All right, bet. Yep. <laughs> nice. Nolan Ryan had the most strikeouts and the most walks. That's going to happen. <laughs> Gave up more than 400 home runs in his career. Should we try Nolan Ryan also? No, he's not going to be him. You can try it. Nope. Yeah, it's not going to be him. Uh, Gave up more than 400 home runs? Pedro man. Martinez. There's no way. You're naming good pitchers. Well, yeah, because they played for a long time. Doesn't mean they're gonna give up bombs. Yes, it does. Um, it's not Maddox. No. Try Chris Young. Nope. No. We have four minutes on the clock. Let's skip. All right. Allowed more than 150 hit by pitches in his career. That one might be Pedro Martinez, actually. Do you like that for him? That's not it. No. Oh. 150 hit by pitches. Yeah. Maybe Johnson. Probably did yep. a lot of them purposely. Picked off more than 50 runners in his pitching career. Probably also Randy Johnson. Yep. Saved oh. at least 400 games in his career. Mariano Rivera. Come on, Trevor Hoffman. <laughs> uh, pitched more than pitched in more than 1,000 games in his career. Jeez, I would have to say Ryan again. No. No, Maddox. I tried Maddox too. Pitched more than a thousand games in his career. Who had a long career? Uh, Sandy Koufax. Oh, that could be it. Nope. No. Gosh, that one's gonna be. That's one. That one's gonna irritate me. There's only 15 guys that have done this. Thousand games in his career. Go to the next one. I think about that. Started more than 600 games as a pitcher Ripken. in his career. Oh, as a pitcher, try Maddox. Nope. Um, Johnson. Koufax. Johnson. Yep. Yeah, there we go. Struck out at least 300 batters in a season. Johnson go again. Go Garrett Cole. Johnson. Different one. Won at least 30 games in a season. <sighs> Clemens? Oh, yeah. Clemens no, could be a no, lot no, of no, them. No, no, no. He didn't. No. Uh, 30 games in a season. Oh, we have, is this we're coming a, up on two minutes. This is a pitcher? Yeah, we're coming up on two minutes. Let's skip that. Had a season whip under .900. Johnson? Mm-hmm. I'll maybe Maddox. Yep, Johnson. Struck okay. out 20 or more batters in a game. Clemens. Okay, yeah. Okay, we have two minutes and we have like three questions left. Oh, frick. I logged off of it. No, you didn't. No! <laughs> Bro. You're the worst. Oh, my gosh. You're the actual worst. I wasn't oh. filling them in either. I couldn't. I was, I was, I got behind fill, um, trying to type in Ichiro's name. Gosh, dang. We did pretty good. I we think. did pretty good. We had like we had two minutes left, and we had like three or four questions. Yep. Um, but on that sad note, that's all we have for you today. Thank you guys for tuning in to this one. We will for sure catch you on ep- next episode. Talk about spring training, some offseason stuff with NFL for sure. All right, see you guys. <laughs>